everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I am your host, Alex Klein, and today is a very special day. We are here at the end of the journey for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's right. We are going to be talking deep into spoiler territory for episode six of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled One World, One People. And uh, guys, I'll be honest, I can't do this by myself. I, I tried. I threw some episodes up there. They were fine. But, you know, last week was such a big hit that I, I messaged my favorite guests and said, hey, you guys really willing to come back? And they are. So uh, without further ado, we've got Robert and Maya on the line right now. Uh, Maya, how you doing? I'm doing great. Like, just can't wait to dive into it. I know we, we watched it all together uh, when the episode dropped. So to be able to discuss it further, I'm really excited. Nice. Robert, what about you? Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready to talk about it sober. So... Right. <laughs> uh, we're going to kind of go through the whole uh, the whole episode. And then at the end, uh, we're going to take a little time to talk about what our favorite things were about this series. And also some if there were any sort of low lights or, or opportunities that this series had, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. So um, wasting no time as the episode does, it opens up right away with uh, Carly and she's kind of figuring out with her squad what they're going to do now that they have invaded the GRC headquarters and uh, kind of spooky uh, was a little bit I know D David had talked about it being very reminiscent to the uh, the capital siege uh, the the was it the insurrection uh, back on January 6th and you could definitely get those vibes at the end of last episode uh, I didn't feel them as much in this episode, and I think part of that was because it was at night. And but uh, you know, Robert, you had just mentioned that it was giving off a lot of dark night vibes, and I think that's what I felt a lot too. Was way more of that, which in a way, though, funny enough, that that's kind of the same thing. Where it was you know criminals breaking into a place, causing terror, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, how'd you guys like the uh, the way the episode started? Robert, we'll start with you. Um, I, I appreciate it. The thing I like the most is that, you know, after all that, you kind of see like Sam in, in the foreground going over the bridge, you know, flying in. Yep. That's, that was what I appreciated the most about it. So we finally got to see like the little snippet of the new costume. Yep. You know, yeah. You know, we had talked about it of like, what, what are they going to do in this episode after we see him open the box? Like we can't just see him look at the box at the beginning of this episode. He's going to be in the costume. And so it was, it right. was that got a lot of Iron Man vibes on that shot of him shooting across the skyline. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I loved how this episode opened. Like, I totally agree with the dark night vibes, especially like, like the cityscape and then the above shop of all the cop cars and things. And like, mm -hmm. right. and everything like that it was really cool. Um, but yeah, this is really exciting. At first I thought I, you know, I had the little wish list of maybe seeing him open the box and Shuri, like having like, having like a welcome message or something. I know right. <laughs> just seeing him directly in the suit, wasted no time. Like, and just, we didn't see like, the full suit yet but just that snippet i'm like oh wow this is gonna be really cool yeah and the way he uh he talks to bucky at that point I, I don't remember exactly what he says but essentially they're communicating about carly and he's saying like keep your eyes open all this stuff and i i'm thinking about it and it's like he and you see it when he busts in when, he, when the guy says uh you're like who are you and he's like i'm captain america and he doesn't even think like he doesn't even hesitate to say it i feel like 
you know, the minute that he opened that case and saw that suit, he was like, that was the final straw. He was like, all right, I'm in the zone now. I'm Captain America. So as he's flying in, I can just picture him like steeled, reserved and just ready to go. Like he is not messing around anymore. And uh, yeah, that part was just absolutely awesome. So he's he, they're talking about, you know, keep an eye out for Carly. But obviously there's only one person flying in the sky. So Carly clearly sees him. And uh, tells her people, says, all right, let's let's do it now. And so they throw some uh, kind of like smoke bombs, but also like toxic smoke bombs, I guess. So people are now running out. They're fleeing. And that's when uh, Sam makes his huge entrance. And uh, what an entrance that was. I think that was the first gift that I saw from this episode is the 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 moment of him. He's like flying and then he in the moonlight almost his wings are like fully expanded as he just chucks that shield and it flies through the building window and he just bashes in and starts taking people out and uh, the guy's are like who are you i'm captain america he's like i thought cap was on the moon and he just doesn't <laughs> even care he just keeps walking he's not he's not messing around uh maya what'd you think of this entrance oh my gosh it was so cool at first i'm like i was surprised at how quote unquote like I don't want to say gaudy it was, but it's very America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, just to see that. And at first, I'm like, oh, wow, this is not subtle at all. But I think it's really allowing us to say, yeah, like, someone, the Stars and Stripes, can be very extra. And it's on a black man, just, like, unapologetically, like, owning it. And, he, like he said, I'm, I'm Captain America. I, I loved it. And... I just love that the how his wings are incorporated. We'll see a little bit more about like how the new upgrades Red, Red Wing has, but this was so cool. It was just a great to see him in that that uniform and now also using the shield. It's almost like he's a pro at it now. So oh yeah, I, I really I, felt that way for sure. How'd you feel, Robert? Oh, you know, I just I just like seeing it. It, it looks almost exactly like the costume in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it looks pretty cool, and like you said, un- unapologetically American. So that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see. Mm-hmm. I just I just love the way the wings look. You know, when they're folded out and everything. The one the one thing I appreciated, like from the shots from like him flying around, is how the wings get swept back when he's trying to go faster, kind of like an F fourteen, like what an F fourteen would do. The wings sweep back when he's going faster, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And that's a good a good point to bring up too. I. uh when he opened the box, and I think we mentioned it in the episode, I thought and kind of hoped that it would be like some fresh new costume. I was kind of hoping it would be like a Black Panther type costume where it was super dark. But I really like that they they literally stuck to his costume from the comics. And it looks so good. Such a good use of white in it as well. Because the original Captain America costume, I don't even think has any white besides like the stripes on the chest. And then the the uh, I like his his head was it a headdress I thought that's cool where it's like it's basically like he's wearing a headband uh, with ear holes so it's like it's probably one of the most is it ergonomically like it makes the most sense for a mask because he can breathe out of it he's got a full you know range of motion for his mouth his ears his head and he still has his really cool goggles but yeah just the the way that they did it too like it was all at night and I was really worried that there would be sort of a not to knock Godzilla, but a certain, you know, darkness that you wouldn't really be able to see the costume. And I loved how when he came in, there was like light that shone in from some angle. And so you could see it in perfect light before he got to work. And it was it was a superhero entrance in the best way. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like that like that I guess that half cow look. That's like a like an early '90s thing you would think, right? Like how they used to draw them back in the day. Yeah, that, with that half cow, the, the the top cut open type thing. It it looks good on here because I, I never really liked that too much back in the day. But looking at it, you know, in in uh in live action, it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And no one like I love that no one there was not not a single joke about it at all. Like not a single person teased him about the costume because he's just like, you'd think Bucky even would right? Like he just shows up. Bucky probably didn't see the suit because it needed Sam's uh, fingerprint to get in. But, mm-hmm. you know, everyone just I love that everyone immediately is just like, yeah, that's Captain America. <laughs> like it, it was yeah, so really. affirming that, you know, as long Sam was really the only person in a way that wasn't ready to become Captain America at that point. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of people that weren't there that probably aren't a fan. And he mentions that, too. But it just it was nice to see that any time there was someone talking about him, it was always with reverence. It was like, that's Captain America. Or like, holy cow, yeah. look at him go. Like, oh, man. I thought that was just so good. So he busts in and uh, immediately takes charge. I thought that was super cool. He knows what he's doing. And and this guy who we see later in the episode, again, says, who are you? He says, I'm Captain America. And he starts trying to assess the scene as people are running away. And he tells them, he says, uh, and I I just, I found the line interesting where he said, "It's it's a trap, basically. He's like, everyone needs to get back inside. But no one does. I feel like everyone still like left the building. Am I right on that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like they're, they're evacuated <laughs> in vans and in a, in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then from there he kind of just goes into the room uh, to, I, you know, assumedly make sure everybody is safe. And that's when Batrock shows up, correct, and starts fighting him. Right. Which yeah. that was Corny. a sick fight. I thought that was really cool. I'm not like I I like I like Batrock from the comics. I think he's pretty cool in there just because he's so weird with his giants. He's not like Stilt Man, but he's got a really cool mustache. But seeing uh, George St. Pierre again, uh, you know, a third time at, the, at that point, I was just like, please, Sam, just just kill him. Like, <laughs> just knock him out in one punch so we can be done with this. Uh, it's not that I don't like him. It's just, you know, we've seen Sam fight him before. We've seen Batrock fight before in prior movies and episodes. So uh, but it was a good kind of chance to show you just how far Sam has come, because if you you know, it is almost a play from that first episode where Batrock basically beats Sam in hand-to-hand combat. Like, the only reason Sam wins is through his flying. And so here you kind of see he's using his wings a little differently. He's doing some of those flips that he practiced in his training. And uh, he's also talking to Bucky at the exact same time while he's doing all his fighting. But, uh, yeah, and I, I saw you laughing, Robert. <laughs> Did you? Were you a fan of that fight? No, it was it was all right. But the, the thing I liked about it is Sam, don't he doesn't waste any time trying to trying to like focus on beating this guy. It's not about beating this guy. It's about saving people. So mm-hmm. once once he gets his clear opening, he he throws the shield out the window. That that was a cool ass shot. Oh, like him throwing yeah. the shield out the window and catching it outside mm-hmm. the skyscraper. So like that that's that's you know that's one of the great things about him is he's not wasting time trying to just prove himself or beat this guy down. Like look, I got no time for you, bro. So <laughs> you know. He, he, he leaves as soon as he gets that opening. Mm-hmm. Do you like to find Maya? Yeah, I think it's super cool. Just And even like that scene where he kind of uses his like blaster on the end to like propel him forward with the shield. That was dope. Um, just a, it was a great way to understand like new things that he can do now with his new upgrade, his suit upgrade. Um, but like Rob said, like, it's all about saving people. So even the way he's moving is very different from like a John Walker 
it's not just about it's like fighting with a purpose so i really yeah. like the scene yeah that's a great point that's a really great point and he so yeah robert you jump to that spot which is was totally badass where he just oh, yeah. flings his shield back out the window and dives after it and catches it uh, and, and I think part of that, though, if I'm remembering right, is, uh, you know, at, on on the ground, Bucky, along with uh, the police and all of the other, you know, military type people are trying to get this situation under control. I actually really liked the scene where Bucky is walking past the soldiers and they call him Sergeant Barnes. And he's like not in a uniform or anything. And he just kind of nods at him. And I was like, just Bucky the badass man. Like they all know him. They, they respect him. Like, see you later. But uh, he meets up with Sharon at that point, who was disguised as somebody using the uh, the tech that Black Widow uses in Winter Soldier. Which, it, I mean, I, I don't know. Do we do we want to just do this right now to get it out of the way? Do you want to save this to the end when we talk about the opportunities of this series? No, you, you go ahead, Maya. I mean, we could we could wait to the end, but I, in terms, I just thought that scene was so like. Corny. I mean, I it's like. Excuse me, oh, sir. I mean, are you I supposed to be here? She typically can't be yeah. seen. It's hmm? Lisa. Yeah. Bucky. <laughs> Bucky, I, did you I, guess? I guess it's a good callback, but it wasn't like, oh shit, it's Sharon. Well, <laughs> the, the minute that they, she went to grab the face thing, I was like, oh, it's Sharon. Like at first, <laughs> I was like, why is it, you know? Even on the second viewing, I forgot. And so when the guy's like, oh, are you supposed to be here? I was like, oh, is this was this one of the Flag Smashers? And then the minute it goes to her face, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, Sharon. And she, right. yeah, she just looks like she just kind of showed up and was like, what's up? Yeah, and then me, Bucky's Sharon. like, oh, great. Oh, shit, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and Bucky <laughs> almost sounded annoyed with her. Yeah. But then Sam's like, I'm really glad you're here, Sharon. I'm like, what? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, because I guess she's still technically like a fugitive. Like, she can't get back in the... Mm-hmm. I mean, she's kind of still wanted woman, but the thing is, like, every time she pops up, it's like, oh, it's Sharon. There's no, she doesn't really have any sort of, like, authority in the plot, so every time she shows up, it it almost seems like more just like a point of convenience right. rather than her feeling like she's actually doing something that's, I don't know, hero-like or worthy. Like, it's hard to explain, but I, I totally... I mean, it's not surprised that I'm not really impressed with, uh, like, just how her story was written in the series. I think they could have completely left her out. But that whole mask scene, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, no shit, it's Sharon. It's a great <laughs> right. behind her. <laughs> Who's that girl? And, uh, yeah, so they, at that point, were looking at kind of Carly. And so we're starting to see their plans come to fruition. And so her, her whole beat at this point is getting all of those people from the GRC, most of them she's ushering into those highly secured, like, gold bar vans, basically, the the money vans. And then uh, a couple of them, too, are taken onto a helicopter. So there's essentially, like, three different trucks of people. And uh, she's got all her followers. They're all welcome, like, trying to help her. And so I, I almost feel like it was like they kind of knew anyway, like Bucky and them, because then Bucky goes inside to try and investigate. And a random person is like, Carly's on the phone for you. And, uh, you know, he talks to Carly for a bit. And I, I liked the conversation that he had with Carly uh, just because it was an opportunity for him to to show that. And, and in a way, I, I, I would be curious to hear what you guys think of this. But was that Sam rubbing off on Bucky? Because I, I really liked the way that he was like attempting to talk with her and trying to tell her like, hey, I went down this path. It didn't work. 
Uh, I tried to serve a higher purpose and failed twice, which, in, and maybe correct me on this too, for that, that would be World War II. He failed by, he's assuming he's saying he failed by dying in World War II, but then also failed by being the Winter Soldier. Is that what he's calling the two failures? I would think I, so. I assume so, though. Okay, yeah, because I wasn't too sure, but it was still a good line. And, and you know, obviously Carly... And then Carly said something, too, that I was like, I thought there was more to it, but she says, like, uh, you know, you should stick this one out or set this one out. And he's like, you know, I can't do that. And she says, well, then thank you so much for taking my call. And I was like, did she, like, set him up? Like, haha, like, I had you on the line, but nothing ever really happened. So I was like, why did she right. say that? But, exactly. you know, whatever. She hang, hangs up the phone, and that was it. Right, was like visibly annoyed like oh like oh shit like it's almost like he realized that she was using him in some way but yeah, like you said alex i don't think anything came from that like she was, was just trying buying to time maybe and for some you know battle maybe that we didn't see or yeah were you gonna say robert no i was just saying like like how you're saying he's liking liking him to sam how sam operates Mm-hmm. I think I think this is more him, you know. He he's he's at peace with himself. He's not he's not uh, an assassin anymore. Like like that was that was like his his moment last last episode when he was like talking to to Zemo and showing that he's like I'm not a killer anymore. And like that's that's him doing that in this episode. He's not he's not just a programmed killer anymore. So he he's more about mm-hmm. saving people and trying to talk things through instead of like just coming in there and you know wrecking shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm going to just, I, I don't, I know it, they do a really good job. And I think this episode really showed where Marvel's budget went for the series. Obviously there's a lot of really great and beautiful shots in all of the episodes, but, uh, you know, literally half of this episode is one giant action scene and a really good action scene. There's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. Uh, but it, it kind of bounces all over. So I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick with Bucky, Sharon and Carly before we jump into Sam, just cause I like Sam's bit of it better. But, uh, so they're kind of on the street and, uh, I liked, I liked Sharon in this role. She's like, okay, I'm going to go take out this, uh, you know, one of the super soldier guys. And she does this whole like bumping into him and says, Oh, you know, excuse me. And, and runs. And I, I thought that was cool. I was like, Oh, nice. Like she's able to get away with that. And then he, gets his whole body burned up by Mercury, which was just insane. So I, I was like, oh, I wish that's the Sharon that I like seeing. Like, you could have just made her a good guy. Even if she was someone to show up to help, that would have been so much better than having her. And we like, we talked about it, like, fine, she's the power broker, great. But, like, she didn't need to be. She could have still been fine just being a helper person that that fought with them because she's a really good fighter. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the one super soldier. And then Bucky, Bucky goes, he takes a bike, right? Like he, he grabs a motorcycle. And so that's at the same time as Sam basically threw his shield out and is flying in the sky. And he said, I loved his line there where he says, uh, I'm not like something like, I'm not like you, buddy. I don't fly. Right. <laughs> and then he just mm-hmm. goes off on his bike. And that whole bit was awesome. He's like riding yeah. down the street in that bike and then breaks and just flies into the guy. And they just start fighting. Oh, yeah. That- Another, I feel like another kind of Dark Knight esque scene. Yeah, right. absolutely. Some, something, something like that, and something like uh, uh, Age of Ultron. But you know, Bucky throws himself instead of throwing a bike at somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, and that we get we get a very interesting bit here, which I was expecting there to be more, but there wasn't. Uh, John Walker shows up out of nowhere with his Harbor Freight shield. And uh, and when I saw him, my literal first reaction was like, who let this guy out? Like, I thought, you know, if if I was court martial, well, he didn't get court martialed, but if I'd been treated the way that he got treated, I'd be laying low for a while. And I, I get that he's building this shield in his basement with a box of scraps, but he just is like, all right, I'm going to New York. I'm going to take these people down and I'm going to wear the costume that they told me not to wear. I'm just going to I'm going to do it and see what happens. And uh, but, I, you know, it's weird, even despite all of that. Uh, and I know that it's a not a necessarily a character flaw. Like I liked the John Walker storyline in this episode. I appreciated it for what it is. Obviously, there was a lot that I thought was missing, uh, specifically kind of in this fight. I, I know I talked about it at one point of of uh, you know he's fighting these people, and they start beating the crap out of him, and he's like on the ground, and they're all kicking him, and he looks at his shield, and on the inside of his shield is his medal of honor. And we, I, at least I thought that he was soldering it to the outside of his shield. And so mm-hmm. very interesting that he had it on the inside of his shield. He's like, get, he, again, he's, he's getting beat down and he looks at the metal and then he kind of gets this look in his eyes. And it really felt like the perfect opportunity for a flashback where it like took you back to him and Lamar doing whatever it is that they did to get that metal to kind of show you why he put it on there. And again, you can infer a lot of that to be like, he explained, you know, what I did to get this metal. I didn't like it. So maybe it's the, it's there as a reminder of like, this is what happens when you get down. Like you got to keep trying and maybe you'll get somewhere. But it just, it, it, at least to me, it didn't feel that fleshed out. What about you, uh, yeah. Robert? We'll start with you. Uh, no, it wasn't that fleshed out, but I, I, I would like to infer that like he, he has that medal of honor because like, like I said, he didn't earn it on his own. He earned that with Lamar. So mm-hmm. maybe he maybe he used that to keep his memory, like to keep yeah. it on, in memory, you know, on the inside of the shield. But, you know, that that's that's all I I appreciated what they try to do with him in this episode, like the, the whole, uh, you know, redemption arc. But mm-hmm. it, it was kind of it was kind of short. Very, very short and sweet. Yeah. What about you, Maya? Yeah, I guess I interpreted the whole shield, like the badges in, in the inside of the shield differently. I almost thought of it as like it's a constant reminder of his worth. Like, yeah, I'm somebody like this is something I can kind of le- constantly look into. Yeah. Um, but it could be a lot of things. And I, I think that's like um, a good point around things just being kind of like short, especially when you have a like the previous episode had that mid credit scene um, and you're thinking we're going to get like something new. And it's like, he just shows up, gets his ass beat and <laughs> yeah. And what, like, so it's kind of like interesting. I know he's like in a middle ground in a gray area too. Like, what am I doing here? How am I going to approach the situation? I think we get a little bit more clarity when he's witnessing Sam's speech, but yeah, I, w- I was a little confused on like his what what's his objective in the scene. I I, f- I think his objective is to kill her. Like he's trying yeah. to get redemption, oh, you know, you. and try try to live up to what he tells Lamar's parents. Like I got the guy to kill him. Exactly. Yeah. He, he, that's that's his motivation, and you know, mm-hmm. along the way, I I guess he has a come to come to Jesus moment like when 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 the people are in a damn van and they're about to fall over and he tries to help so he, mm-hmm. he chooses he chooses to help instead of 
going out for his vengeance, mm-hmm. which which was, which was like I said, it, it's short, but I could, I could appreciate how they try to do it. Yeah, I, I I liked that, and I really liked the. There was a couple of times where he's still doing that twitch, and I really liked that. I, it may have been that scene where he like he just had gotten up and he like does a twitch or something, but then he like looks at the the van and the music kind of swells, and you're wondering, you're kind of wondering what's going on. I love it. That van, uh, like it took like five different people to take care of that van. Like John Walker had to do it, Sam had to do it. But uh, mm-hmm. when, you know, the van stops and then the shield flies down, uh, which obviously is like, you know, of course, that's what would happen. I'm curious as to, like, what did he throw his shield down or something? He could have left it up there. But I love that it just falls down and you see how bent up and broken it is. And it's like, dude, that thing would not have lasted after one flight. So, you mm-hmm. know, nice I, I like, try building it, but it didn't work. I like to think that, that that's him just like. Like like getting rid of the uh trying trying to be Captain America and just doing doing the right thing, I like to think that that's what that symbolizes. Like, like I don't need this damn you know cheap ass shield, but yeah. I'm gonna help these people out. So maybe no, I like that. I like that a lot. And then even seeing him struggle, like and to me that's what I liked seeing was him struggling to pull the bus or to pull the car just because. He could have just given up if it was that hard sort of thing. Like, he's done it before in that vein. Like, he's kind of selfish. So to see him struggling and really trying to pull it was really nice. Obviously, before he gets, you know, beaten and smashed and then they all get knocked down to the bottom and and Sam has to come save the day. Uh, in another absolutely, you know, badass scene of him with... Uh, this Was this before or after the helicopter scene? That's That's after... Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll so that's that bit. We'll we'll get back to the helicopter scene because that I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's flying off, chasing after this helicopter, and he cannot seem to get these people out. And I liked that. I loved that. You know, this guy just keeps shooting at him, and he has. I mean, it's like, how are you even going to ki- kill Sam? Basically, like he has a vibranium shield. I'm assuming those are vibranium wings, and that's probably a vibranium suit too. Like it's probably a bulletproof suit. So I love that he just kept like blocking it with his shield or his wings, and then he would dive and get out of the way. Uh, but then we really get to see him shine, and I think show how he is in in, in a way. I guess you could say a uh, I wouldn't want to say a better Captain America, but just you're seeing how he is his Captain America, where he asks Red Wing to find out if anyone on the on the helicopter knows how to fly. Uh, I thought was so cool and so smart of him. And so not it's, it's like it's a perfect scene to show how Sam tackles his problems, but at the same time to show how the tech has gotten better because Red Wing is able to fly up to the helicopter, scan everybody in it, and find somebody who has some sor- sort of helicopter-type training service. And I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Like I was like, damn, that is so cool. Like What a great idea. Yeah, I, I like the text message. <laughs> Huh? I said, oh, answer yeah. the text message. I... <laughs> yeah, put your earbuds on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, put your earbuds on. Yeah. Freaking, I, you know what I love about the whole helicopter chase scene is like if you do a call back to episode two when he's getting harassed by the cops in Baltimore, he actually winds up saving the cops in that in that NYPD chopper. Oh, so, wow. Wait, were those the, those were the two cops? No, 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 not, not the Baltimore cops. Like in general, he just saves two oh, cops. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, before. The way the way they treated him, like he 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 abandons the mission to 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 make the save from you know from two cops. He saves yeah. the two cops like like he he covers he covers a cop with the with the shield and the wings on a bridge, and then saves the other guy with red mm-hmm. wing. So you know that that show that shows what kind of guy Sam is. Oh like yeah, you, you just you just got mm-hmm. harassed by him, 
not that long ago and you're, you're making the save and, you know, abandoning your, your main mission to, to save people. Yeah. And that was so cool to see. I loved how it is so fluid. Like Red Wing just shows up, the door's gone. The, the hook is on the cop, Red Wing pulled. Like, you're never wondering, oh, no, is the guy too heavy to be carried? Can Red Wing even get in the helicopter? Like, it's nope, we got him. He's there. Mm-hmm. Sam's there, grabs him, lands him. Everyone witnesses it and gets to clap. And even, you know, the police officers, too, you, I don't think they really linger on them. But same thing, like, everyone's just watching. And, we, you know, we had talked about that, of, like, the moment of when Sam becomes Captain America, of people actually getting to witness him doing things that, uh, Walker would never have done like these. This is he would have never been able to do because he couldn't fly. But like, and then mm-hmm. Sam doesn't even pause for any like adulation. Nothing. He just immediately lifts off and flies off again. Which I I love the messaging of that. Where he's like, I'm not here for the praise. Like I'm just here to save people, and I've got more people I need to go save. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he has that cool bit where he, he's in the. He says, "We this needs to be perfectly timed." In five seconds, I'm going to need you to take control of the helicopter. And he freaking, he gets, well, he first gets knocked down. Uh, and he gets smashed into the side of what, well, it's like a, a like barge. A, is a yeah. bar, thank you, a yeah. barge. Yeah, with a giant pipes on it. And he just falls into the water. And I was, I was like, ooh, is the water going to mess with his uh, his jetpack? But come on, guys, that suit got made in Wakanda. There's no way. <laughs> and he just flies out of the water just like Iron Man did. In uh, I think was that I was that in Avengers when he's working on the thing underwater and right. then he shoots up and then flies back to the tower like so many Iron Man vibes so many Captain America vibes from him but he gets there and he does that awesome move where he just grabs his shield and does a somersault in the air and like chucks it like a throwing axe and mm-hmm. it just slams into the door to bust the door off and he just you you, you can, your brain can't even process it like even on the second time i still didn't really get what he does it's he basically just barrel rolls in there to knock the guy out in one fluid motion so that the lady can take over flying and it's so seamless like you would think that sam's practiced this a hundred times but you kind of get that build up from the first episode of him doing that with the helicopter but still it just was like man he is a pro Right. right. And it's like, oh. you know, very well tried to have probably done it himself, but I think that's the great thing about Sam. Like, his power is just, like, connecting and, like, orchestrating with the, like, with the people around him. So, with the community. You know, it makes things so much easier for him because he can tap into other people's talents and abilities rather than trying to muscle his way through every situation. So it's beautifully done. I love that scene. Yeah, and to show that he's genuine about it, what does he do after he's done? He thanks her and says, good job. And I loved that, that he was like, you know, hey, you got this. Take the helicopter in. And, man, and so then that's when he, it's from that point that he shows up at the truck, right? And then so he's, like, there pushing the truck up. Am I right on that? Yeah, and so then he gets, we find out that there's multiple Red Wings and they all kind of attach to the truck to help pull it up, which was so cool. So is it like one Red Wing that breaks up into multiples, or does he have like a like a kind of list of them inside that thing that just come out at will? Yeah, it looks like he's got like two in the back, I guess. Hey, that's fine. I, I don't know. And I, I, like, I like that scene because like at, after he does that, like he does the shield throw and it bounces off like eight different people. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. All and they all get knocked down too. Like none of them are able to block it. They all just fall. It was that was great. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Maya? Yeah, I was gonna say that's an interesting call out about Red Wing because it's like wow, like 
if you think about it, he has probably one of the coolest suits. Like, obviously, after Iron Man, like, the fact that he has, like, this AI, and he kind of already had that with, he already had that with Red Wing before, but just to say that, like, you can just say, like, maybe I'm thinking about it too deeply, but, like, a simple sentence, and, like, you have this machinery at your disposal, um, that, I mean, that is probably one of, like, the dopest suits, like, in the MCU right now. Like, oh, yeah. You have I... both AI... And you can fly in terms of propellers and all these other things. So I thought it was really cool to see that aspect of his new suit. No, I, I 100% agree with that. This it is, it is probably one of the coolest new suits I've seen in a while. Well, we all know why, though, right? I mean, come on. Every Wakandan <laughs> suit is badass. <laughs> They need to be the official. They're the official costume. What is it? What are the people who uh, do like the football? What is it like called? Nike. Official... Yeah. What are they yeah. say? We're the official sponsor of. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wakanda is the official sponsor of the Avengers. That's what I want. I need all the suits. Like, yeah, it just makes sense. Like, you really feel it as as you're watching, and it's it's very subtle. But like most of the things that he's doing, he wouldn't be doing if it wasn't for Wakanda, and it wasn't for, uh, you know, I'm assuming Shuri, but also Io, because you know she's the one who took the favor. But like, he wouldn't have had wings to fly. He wouldn't have had this really cool suit to stand out in the crowd. He wouldn't have had all the, you know Red Wing to help him with everything. I also love the line with the helicopter where he says, "A little birdie told me that you can fly this." Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nice, man. <laughs> uh, that was great. Uh, so uh, he doesn't stop the truck, right? He's, like, trying to do it. Or he does. He pushes no, it he back does. enough that yeah. it, gets caught in the, it gets caught in the beams. Mm-hmm. And so then he lands back down and throws his, that shield and does all that stuff. Oh, and that's right. And then Batrock. Uh, I also want to call out, we missed this part, but... Uh, when uh, John Walker's getting the crap beaten out of him, Carly rips out a, or one of them rips out that uh, parking meter, which I, I at first loved how hard it was for even them to rip it out because those things are indestructible. But he rips out this parking meter and he's about to hit Walker. And I love that Bucky just shows up and knocks him off and then starts, he gives this punch. And I noticed on the second viewing when you're like, the sound for the punch is so deep. When he hits him with his arm, it's this like boom, and like he just flies against the fence. I just I love that whole sequence because you start seeing, and again they don't honestly don't do that good of a job building up, but you start seeing Bucky's like he's helping Walker, which you know you see mate. It's not that he's trying to forgive him or what, because Walker still killed a dude, but uh, you know at least there's there's some breadcrumbs there, I guess you could say. But you know they're back down in the in the bottom, and Batrock shoots off some smoke grenades. And that allows everyone to kind of escape. And they're down in the in the basement. And we get the, honestly, guys, I would call this the biggest twist of 2020. The 2020s, maybe? Uh, we find out that Sharon Carter is the power broker. <laughs> and uh, not, <laughs> uh, so you know, Batrock comes out and he's like, ah, so you're the power broker. <laughs> And I'm sitting there going, like, just like you, my oh shit, it's Sharon. It was Sharon all along. Guys, it was Sharon all along. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I mean, I screamed when that happened. That was the biggest surprise of 2021 so far. What do you think? What do you guys think about that reveal? (laughs) Oh, my God. You know how my thoughts about it. I mean, I guess it's, I guess, 
in the off like the chance that people didn't make that conclusion, I guess to show that she was using that track to spy on Carly, like I guess it was kind of like all a part of Sharon's plan, makes her seem a little bit more strategic, but again it wasn't really shocking. And it was very blah way of you know like letting that information be known. It's oh you're the power broker so on the nose. Yeah, I'm trying to even think what would have been the perfect reveal for it. And I'm, honestly, it would have been finding out that she was the power broker in episode three. That would have mm-hmm. been the reveal. Is she gets in that car when she's driving away and the person says, like, where to, power broker? That would have been fine. I would have been like, oh, shoot, it's all, that's it. But uh, no, no, they dragged it out and did not deliver oh. any ending. Which, again, like I said, I... It's not a perfect show. That's fine. But, you know, no show is. I'm cool with the way that they did it. Like, whatever. It's fine. And Mm -hmm. it was a cool kind of standoff between her and Carly and Batrock. And she kind of says to Carly, like, uh, or Carly says, I'm disappointed in you. And I'm thinking, how do you know her? And then uh, she says, well, that's funny. I was going to say the same thing to you. And then, uh, you know, he comes out and says, you're the power broker. And she's like, oh, you're the power broker? And I'm like, well, then how did you know who she was to be able to say that you were disappointed in her? But... Uh, she shoots uh, Batrock. I liked. I liked that. I'm sure Robert. Did you like that? <laughs> Sharon <laughs> I mean, takes out Batrock. One bullet. Yeah, it was all right. Like I think. I think that they had. They had dealings before. That's why she got the serum in the first place. Like I. I don't know what. What the whole deal was between Sharon and Carly. You know. You know before the series started. So maybe they had some kind of workings. To. I have no idea. Like like to where she would say I'm disappointed in you. But. Who knows? Maybe she knew. I don't know. I mean, they they never indicate in the series that they knew who the power broker was. They only ever talk about the power broker. Right. Well, so yeah, whatever. So Sharon gets shot too. I love, you know, Bat, Bat, Batrock. I want to get paid four times as much. Or or this is going to be bad for you. It's like, dude, you don't you don't negotiate when a gun's being pointed at, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, sure enough, he gets he gets almost basically killed off screen. Because you don't see the shots go off, you just hear them, and then you see his body sort of fall to the ground. Sharon's got a, a wound in her stomach as well, and Carly is sort of running up, but that's what alerts Sam. So Sam's down in the basement as well, and he kind of follows the sounds, gets to Carly, and we get the uh, altercation, I guess you could say, that we were all hoping for. Uh, what what did uh, what did you guys think of the just this whole bit with him and Carly? It's, it was really, like, I don't want to say emotional, but you can tell it's almost like after she got shot, it's, she kind of, like, reverted back to kind of more of, like, an innocent, like, childlike. It's like a childlike innocence when she was kind of, like, taking her final breaths and, was like, say, like, apologizing to Sam. Because I think yeah. at that moment she realized, okay, this went too far. Mm-hmm. And so I love how the show talks about just, you know, how people with really good intentions just get radicalized into the point where they do, you know, do anything to keep, and it doesn't even matter the means of trying to push progress. And so, like, to see that and, like, her apologize and, like, kind of her kind of re- to revert back to more, like, a more innocent, someone who's less hardened by everything that she's experienced, it was, it was really interesting to see. Um, because you know, it also showed like her those good intentions were there. It just became bigger than her. She created a monster that she can no longer yeah. contain. Right. 
So I thought that was a really good interaction. It was very subtle, but I felt like it spoke a lot. Um, and I, I thought it could have been like, I really wish there could have been a little bit more dialogue between her and Sam, but I think it worked for me, ultimately. Yeah. What about you, Robert? Uh, I'm I'm just going to piggyback off what Maya said. I, I kind of want to save it for the end. Like okay. Like overall thoughts of the show, but yeah. Yeah, no. Like, like, like being radicalized and everything. Uh, it, it, you know, when, when you feel like you, you know, you're doing the right thing, like you just go about it in, in certain ways that, that, that change who you are, you know, I don't know. It, it just like between her and Walker, you know, like, like they, they, they have good points or they have good, good intentions, but just the way they go about doing things, cause they're so, they're so desperate to, to be, you know, be right. Just like mm-hmm. you know, just like Stano says, they they, they go about yeah. doing things in, in crazy ways. But I, I want to save I want to save it for later. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I saw something. Uh, someone had said that. Uh, well, and it's not it's not a secret that Carly and John Walker they were the two people I wish had gotten more story time. I, I would have been fine with more Sharon story time too, but honestly, you know, whatever. But for Carly, like, you know, she, you could say, yeah, she didn't get a lot of story time, but at the same time, kind of like what you were saying, Maya, she, she really was the perfect uh, embodiment of that type of person to where you go, oh, like, you know, uh, she just kind of became really bad, really fast. It doesn't really make sense. And it's a good, fair argument, fair point. But when you look at it, that is kind of how it happens is you, you believe in these things. You start seeing those posts on your timeline. You start slow. It's a slow process. But then once you get to that tipping point, it's fast. And it's like, how did it even, how did I even get here? Like, how did this even happen? And, and you see that in the very brief interactions we get with her throughout. And you, you see it even more so from her group. And I, I think the biggest piece of that being that when she's talking with the three other people and says, like, you know, the movement is ready. And I'm, I was thinking, like, you said that already. Like, we know, like, you're repeating yourself, Carly. And you, obviously, because, you know, she's trying to tell herself that she's right. But she says the movement is bigger than us at this point. It can survive without us. And you start kind of seeing their faces and they're like, what? And then she says, you know, honestly, if we died, it would it would be fine. And you, I loved the look on Dovich's face because he's kind of, he to me is like the Lamar of, of their group in terms of like, and the other two too, they're like, uh, what? And so, you know, it's, it's really sad in a way that they, they end up becoming victims of Carly's radicalization because at the end of the day, they all wanted the same thing. And I I just love, and we're going to get to it, but I just love how Sam calls that out of like, they weren't walk. They weren't wrong for wanting that. They just went about it the wrong way. You see, you see how how the chant goes. This in this episode, she's you know she says one world, and then it's like, uh, you yeah, know, and, like, oh. and she's looking at him like, oh yeah, one people, yeah, you know, like oh, like in, in, in the other episode, they were like all united and saying it, and everybody was yeah. was pumped <laughs> up. That's a good point. Like, oh, yeah, oh, one, yeah. One. So yeah, like I said, I think you know we didn't get a lot of interactions with them, but the interactions we do get make sense for the story, and and again, you know. That's one of the the flaws of Marvel fandom, I think, is that you we analyze these episodes up and down. And so, you know, two episodes into the show, we're going, okay, uh, you know, Carly's going to be the power broker and uh, John Walker is doing this and blah, 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 blah. And then by the end of it, you don't get it. And you're like, ah, well, that's not that good. It's like, well, but that's kind of what they if I bet if you watched all six episodes at once, you'd be like, oh, Carly's character actually kind of has an arc. 
where she started sort of simplistic. She had great intentions, especially in that scene when they're putting this, the uh, the stuff on the plane in like whatever that, that was like the first episode. And now you're really seeing that she's just and you can just you can tell on her face. I, and I, I, I think I mentioned that to you guys towards the end of the episode of the last one was like she looked different. And I think it felt like almost a more of a desperation on her face where she she kind of knows what's going to happen, but she really wants to push forward to make it happen, even if that costs her and all of the people she knows uh, their lives. So, yeah, but we'll definitely dive into that a little more at the end. Um, but, yeah, so at that point, Sam uh, and, and yeah, I liked that scene. Sam's basically saying, I'm not going to fight you. I you know, what's what's next? You just killed this person. What are you going to do? Kill 100 more people? Is that like, when will it end? And she's like, he's like, please let me help you. And she says, no, I don't want your help. And so they tussle a little bit. We get another badass fight. Uh, very short, but man, when Carly goes to punch him and he whips out his shield and then his, his wings just shoot into the concrete and stop her. Oh, that was so cool to see. I loved that. And then when she threw the the cement block as well, and he just bashes it with his shield, uh, just great. And uh, of course, I, I, I'd be curious to see how you guys feel about about her ending. So you know, she's about to shoot Sam. She's got a gun. She's pointing it at him. We could have had a really good opportunity for Sam to talk her down, though you could easily argue she's past the point of being talked down. And and part of that too, even if you were to argue, well, Sam could do it. Remember back in Winter Soldier when. Uh, Sam is talking with Cap and they're talking about saving Bucky. And he says, that's not the kind of person you save. That's the kind of person you stop. So there's, he still kind of knows, you know, I I think it happened the way that it happened, obviously, but uh, Sharon shoots her. And so she dies by Sharon's hand. So there's, there's a piece there, I guess, of like, okay, now no one knows that she's the power broker because both of those people are now dead. So they can't spill her secret. But she dies in Sam's arms, but saying only I'm sorry. And I, I agree, Maya. Maybe a couple of other words would have been nice, but we got what we got, and I liked it. And then we get that beautiful scene of him slow walking up and floating down literally like an angel uh, with his wings as they slowly close and he brings Carly onto a stretcher. I Even on the second viewing, I, I got choked up during that scene. And, and just just a testament to honestly to both of them, because I, I just felt so bad for Carly for, you know, like I said, you know, she got super radicalized and she what she wanted was just and she didn't get it. And she died in the process. And then for Sam, you can just see it on his face, how it's like I couldn't save her like she couldn't be saved. He, he just looks so sad when he's bringing her in. And I, I just I thought that scene was phenomenal. What about you guys? Yeah, it was really good. Like I like the, you know how it's setting up for you know what was gonna was coming next. Yeah, and I mean that was a beautiful. I didn't even like that comparison to like an angel almost with his wings, like and just like you know how he you know he didn't have to carry her out. Right. Um, he's dead. Like you know the team could have went in and got her like other you know other people, but. I think it was just more of like a respect thing and like, you know, in Sam's way, he's caring for her movement in a more peaceful way. Because at first I kind of felt like some conflict, like being conflicted about her dying. Because I'm like, man, we always see like huge, like these martyrs or people had like ahead of these movements. 
not being able to see like some of the work, even though it has to be done in a different way, like continue. But like you said, she's radicalized to the point where they kind of had to make an example out of her, but it would have been really cool to see like her actually being able to work with it now since the GRC kind of saw like a, this new perspective that Sam is bringing, like working with them to create now new legislation or new ways of thinking for how to yeah. deal with like yeah. the you know international refugee crisis. Um, but obviously, I, I mean, I say that, but knowing good and well, Carly, that's not where her mindset was. So I, I'm totally, I think, it, I mean, I'm okay with, I guess, how she died. I guess I would have said that there could have been more opportunity there um, to to continue her arc in another way. But ultimately, I feel like Sam is, like, she kind of had to die for Sam to, well, she didn't have to. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> my, my what, about, what about this, Ryan? What about the fact that, scattered. at least the way that I took it, is upon her dying, Sam took up her cause. Right. Because, you know, exactly. the literal next thing is him saying what, and, and he points to it earlier in the episode. We didn't mention it, but when he lands and she's like, you know, I thought you weren't going to be doing all of this sort of thing. And he says, I'm doing something different. Maybe you should try it. Well, and so it's like he's, and he says it like, I can, I get behind your fight. I just don't get the way you're doing it. And right. so you see that in him fighting for her, talking to the GRC. So I, I thought that was him taking up her mantle in a way. Sure. I, I I think I think you're right. I think what it is is him bringing her to the forefront. Like you know, there's going to be a bunch of people out there, and now we're got to put a face to this movement. Like this is a young girl. Yeah. You, you basically you basically are are tearing people apart and and radicalizing young girls like this like that. We got to put a you know a face to the cause. You know, and I let people see like, hey, these the, these aren't terrorists. This is just a young girl like fighting for what she thought was right, because mm -hmm. you you guys you guys radicalized her. Like the lady, yeah. the lady, the lady at the beginning, before he starts talking and the cameras are rolling, she calls their side peacekeeping troops and calls them terrorists. When Sam says, well, what do you think they, they see you as? What do you think mm -hmm. they see these peacekeeping troops as? You yeah. know, you're invading their homes. They've been living peacefully for five years and they hear you come busting things up. What do they call you? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Robert, you're actually bringing up a really interesting point. We are now at that portion of the episode where. Uh, we have the transcription of Sam's speech, and I, wa I, I wanted to read it because I, it's just incredible. And so he, you know, he drops Carly off and says, uh, or he kind of just walks over to them. And they, I love the reporters. They're like, well, what? one of them, I think one of them says, what are we supposed to call you now? Someone else says, are you still Falcon? Someone else says, are you Captain Falcon? And then someone else says, did the government, is the government letting you be Captain America? And I'm just like, wow, like all great questions that Sam could easily just be like, shut up. Like, you know, no, uh, but he, I love it. He doesn't even answer a single one. He just walks up to the GRC and, and deservedly they thank him and say, thank you so much for saving us. We're going to get right on that vote. Now you really made it possible for us to stop these terrorists. And uh, so he says, you have to stop calling them terrorists. Your peacekeeping troops carrying weapons are forcing millions of people into settlements around the world, right? What do you think those people are going to call you? These labels, terrorist, refugee, thug, they're often used to get around the question, why? And uh, he, he says he's told, you know, you have no idea how complicated this situation is. And I loved his response. You know what? You're right. And that's a good thing. We finally have a common struggle now. 
Think about that. For once, all the people who have been begging, literally begging for you to feel how hard any given day is, now you know. How did it feel to be helpless? If you can remember what it felt like to be helpless and face a force so powerful it could erase half the planet, you would know that you're about to have the exact same impact. This isn't about easy decisions, Senator. And he still, of course, as a classic Senator fashion, still says, well, you don't, you, you don't understand. And he says, I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Every time I pick this, I love that he calls it a thing. Every time I pick this thing up, I know there are millions of people out there who are going to hate me for it. Even now, here, I feel it. The stares, the judgment, and it's during this bit that we get to see Isaiah and Eli watching it on the news. We see Joaquin's watching this on the news. This is essentially the whole world is watching. And Joaquin's says, at, the, at the bench. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, wings. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Though I wish we'd have seen the wings. We didn't get to see the wings, but yeah. Yeah, we will, we will. Uh, the stares, the judgment, and there's nothing I can do to change it, yet I'm still here. No super serum, no blonde hair or blue eyes. The only power I have is that I believe we can do better. Man, I'm getting chills reading this. We can't demand that people step up if we don't meet them halfway. You control the banks. You can move borders. You can knock down a forest with an email. You can move a million people with a phone call. The question is, who's in the room with you when you're making those decisions? Is it the people you're going to impact or is it just more people like you? This girl died trying to stop you, and no one has stopped for one second to ask why. You've got to do better, Senator. You've got to step up. Because if you don't, the next Carly will, and you don't want to see 2.0. People believed in her cause so much that they helped her defy the strongest governments in the world. Why do you think that is? Look, you people have just as much power as an insane god or a misguided teenager. The question you have to ask yourself is, how are you going to use it? Mic drop, episode could have ended, I would have been happy. That was, it was one of my favorite speeches in all of the MCU. And uh, Maya, I'll start with you. How, how did you feel hearing that? Not me yeah. saying, hearing it on the show. <laughs> it was, I mean, I don't even have words to really describe how I was feeling no, it was kind of lit last night watching it. I started to <laughs> But even like with the second watch, I'm like, this is so powerful. And I love that he really just like dived into why. Because I feel like just like really understanding the motivations behind why someone is doing that's just something that's just so powerful. And it's so simple, but it's something that I like that he can confront the senator in that way. Granted, I thought that you know, I remember I was really hard pressed before this episode came out to see like some sort of like a big F you to the establishment that created these conditions and took the, the shield away from Sam and all that stuff. But um, I think this is a good way to like correct him very publicly. And I mean, I just like just the whole common struggle thing. They said like whoever you are and he even ended like that long list of like terrorists and it ended with thug like. There's he, he really merged so many different issues that we saw going on around refugees, around racism, around prejudices, all into like one unified speech. And it was beautiful. I, I'm just like, 
Yeah, that's that's my cat. That's how I was feeling. I'm like, oh yeah, speech you could have ever heard. I'm like, I'm sorry, that is the best speech in the MCU. I don't even like. It was. Phenomenal. I can't think of a better speech, honestly. Right. No, I it's really can't. It's like, okay, you're addressing the senator, but really now you're addressing the whole world. So even the impact that it was reaching based on the audience, the people who were able to hear it, was was huge. And he was saying like, I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes, and I think. At first, when I thought, like, oh, maybe that, wow, this is a really gaudy costume. Because, you know, for me, black women, the idea of, like, this flag being so... I honestly have a very negative interpretation of the flag given the past five years. And so, like, seeing him reclaim that and then saying, like, I'm a black man in the stars and stripes and, like, saying that I know there's millions of people judging me for it at this moment. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful just to see all that, like him making that statement very publicly, and just you know cr- taking up that space um, and trying to like normalize that type of thinking um, around like really getting to the center of someone's motivations and stuff. So I really liked right. it a lot. <laughs> yeah, saying that, but yeah. Robert, what about you? Oh, you know the speech was great. I, I uh. I'll say it now, man. Like I think Sam's superpower, and I think everybody saw it before he did, before he saw it himself. I think Steve saw it, and him the conversation him and Rhodey had, you know, before this whole thing started off at the beginning of the first episode. Sam's Sam's power is to not be changed by the world. Like it's mm-hmm. easy, it's easy to 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 be mad. It's easy to take to take a L and and change who you are, just like Carly and John Walker did. Yeah. But Sam is steadfast in how he approaches things, and he 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 never changed who he was. He he took all the bad stuff, you know, everything he learned from 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 Isaiah, everything he learned from Carly, everything he learned from looking at John Walker, but he never changed who he was. He stayed he stayed you know on point with his ideals and everything, and that's what makes him the perfect Captain America. It's not it's not the serum. It's not the blonde hair, blue eyes. And yeah, like like Maya was saying, like I I I don't I don't hold no reverence for those stars and stripes. And I was in the military, and I hated having to stand for that. You know, I hated it, but it's, it's something you have to do. Wearing a uniform, you you have to stand at attention, and do all that stuff, and you know, salute the flag and all that stuff. But I I never did it thinking like, oh, you know, I I love this. I, I didn't. I was just doing it because that was my job. It's not it's not like like I said. But the whole thing with 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 Kaepernick and everything else, like it's it's just an icon. It's more. It should be more about people than 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 an icon. And I think mm-hmm. that they 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 touch on this in the show too. Like Zemo does. Zemo says he, you're more in love with an icon than you are people, which is which is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. which, which which is terribly wrong. Like you 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 don't you don't stop to think about what everybody else is feeling. You, you're steadfast and getting behind a symbol that that has pretty much been on you know punish people like taken away from people all, all kinds of stuff so yeah i, I yeah, really it's... appreciate his speech you know and like 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 Maya was saying like a black man wearing stars and stripes he's not saying who who, who we all think is is gonna hate him he's the, his own people would probably hate him for it too yeah. like mm-hmm. if, if i saw a dude just like out there wearing that stuff i'd be like look at this clown ass you know but right <laughs> <laughs> but you know he, he makes a really valid point Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that makes me think of something, Rob. Like that was, 
like that's like right on like the nose in terms of just like the feelings that I felt. And I think when you talk about Sam being unchanged, it's so important because I think with Carly, it's like, you know, she had started with really good intentions, but when she saw all the power and all the negativity, the basically what she was up against, she had to change her tactics, change her, her morals to try to like, uh, like combat that. It's like for Sam, when he sees what he's up against, it's like he just leverages more what's already inside of him rather than trying to change and try to be as corrupt or utilize the same corrupt uh, methods as, you know, the right. the people he's right. going against. So I think no, that's a huge, call. like, amazing call out. No, you, no, you said it. No, he makes a really good call out. Like, he doesn't change who he is. Like, you double you double down on who you are, right? Mm-hmm. You, 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 don't, you don't change for the world. You know, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's hard for people because I, I could say, you know, everything that I've gone through, I've I've changed. And to, to see a guy like that, it, it makes you, you know, inspired, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great point. And you know, you see it too in the uh, sort of mirroring with John and Carly because, you know, what 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 was John's big speech when he became Captain America? Was him? He he gets to sit out on a chair. He 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 gets to have the attention of ABC, and he's talking about, oh, you know, it uh, <laughs> it takes guts to be Captain America and all this stuff. And and even beforehand, you see him in the locker room expressing actual concern about becoming Captain America. But then the minute that he goes out there, it's like he flips a switch and he's like, all right, I'm on, I'm Captain America now. And then, um, you know, with Sam, he, he doesn't get the ABC sit down conversation. He's, it's all live. He, he's doing it on the fly, but not only that, he's the same person that he was without the suit. So he's, he's just being himself in the suit. He's not playing for anybody. He's not trying to, and he's not, as, I mean, he already did question it, but he's not questioning who he is. He's, he's not questioning if he's Captain America. He says, I am Captain America sort of thing. So uh, same thing, I guess, too, was the, the other big call out, I would say, difference wise is, you know, every time people see John Walker, they're always asking him for autographs. And he's like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But then the first time we see Sam land around people is when he drops the police officers off. And he doesn't even stop for it. Like I said, he doesn't stop for nothing. He just leaves to go do some more saving because he's not about that piece of Captain America. And it's like John Walker missed that. And he always will miss that of like what it truly means to be Captain America. And same with Carly, but more so you see that with John just because they both were wearing the suit. So, yeah, great insights, guys. That's awesome. That's I, I would like I would like to think, but like like when he's having his speech, they they, they have like a beat. Like they, they leave it on Walker for a little bit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's taking in what Sam's saying and he's learning, he's learning from what Sam's saying. Like he's not. Well, they, that's what I was gonna say. They did. So when he's talking on here, the it's the scene. He says the stairs, the judgments, and there's nothing I can do to change it. Yet I'm still here. As he's saying that line, that's when you're seeing Isaiah, uh, because you know, kind of going over. That's what happened. To Isaiah was that he, uh, you know, he he isn't here. Like he gave up. But then he says, the only power I have left is I believe that we can do better. And it's that line where we see the shot of John Walker. There you go. And yeah, and he's in his eyes. And I saw this. I, I really liked it in the second viewing, too. It's like you can tell it in the in the shot. He he gives this like sort of kind of an acknowledgement look where he's like, it's hitting. It hits him. And he's like, yeah, OK. He never says anything to him. But God, afterwards, when he walks off and he gives that nod to John, and uh, John like pauses and doesn't really know what to do. And then John kind of gives him a little nod back, but it's like, 
man, Sam is just the ultimate Captain America. Like he, despite everything that John did, he's basically saying like, no hard feelings. Thanks for the help. Uh, you know, and also go get some help. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, but yeah, I just thought that was so classy. And then I loved, 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 loved Bucky's line. <laughs> He's like, hey, sorry, uh, I was texting. I missed most of that. I just heard you said you were a black guy wearing the stars and stripes. Uh, <laughs> just was, I thought was awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, even in the, they are about to start talking and someone immediately is like, hey, Cap. And I just hearing a but even though it was the same bystander who you know introduced was introduced as cap still so cool to hear him say oh yeah i loved that Mm -hmm. and that his request was not some crap about hey hey cap you know the news needs another interview or you know oh there's a line of people who need autographs it's hey this guy's still out there can you go get him he's like always and then he just leaves ah what a what a perfect exit oh yeah Episode could have ended at that point, but it didn't. And uh, next we see uh, what happens after that. That's the uh, that's, that's when he goes to the house and and that's right. He's, he's, telling, he's telling Eli he needs to like you know get some manners or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he says uh, <laughs> he doesn't. Co- well, oh, we and we missed it too. We got the great bit while they're they're filming him uh, mm-hmm. stopping the truck, and one of the guys says that's Black Falcon, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, no, that's Captain America. And I was like, let's go. Yeah. Ugh, that's that, you know, that community outreach. It's it's the community. And that's, I think, maybe that was what I was trying to hint at earlier. It's like, I feel like you, you have to embody Captain America regardless. But at the end of the day, it isn't the government that's telling you you're Captain America. It's the people that are telling you you're Captain America. Like, And that's, I think, is such another cool juxtaposition between the two of them is that the government told John Walker that he's Captain America, whereas you're hearing it first. Obviously, again, Sam said it first, but uh, which I guess is important. Sam's the first person who acknowledges that he's Captain America, and that's what matters. But you hear the, the citizens say, that's Captain America, and oh, just... Every line was just perfect with that, the, the delivery. And and so then you see that with with uh, Isaiah. So he says, um, that ain't Falcon, but uh, what does he say? That's He's not Falcon, but he is black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he's back in the backyard watering his plants again. He loves those plants. And I love, he was so stubborn. I loved it. He's like, he says, I got, well, I'll tell you, you are special, but yeah, uh, you're no Malcolm no or Martin or Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ever you ever lay up? He's like, nope. That's just giving him shit, man. That, that you know, that's what we do, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. And, like this film love language, I guess, is just like. But I really love the the part when he was talking about like you know we built this country. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love that. That was so great because like to hear it come out of Sam's mouth, it's just like. You know, this is why he's taking up the mantle. Like, he's like, we serve, we, you know, we should blood for the country. Yeah. And, like, more like a more of like a military, I guess, standpoint. But just saying, you know, this is how we're going to affirm us as black Americans. It's like, we're here anyway. We're not going anywhere. We're the, the foundation of this country. You know, let's. Absolutely. It's time for us to reclaim our space in these leadership roles, and so it's just it's beautiful and uh, so great. Mm-hmm. And then he says, uh, "Hey, clean up! I got to take you somewhere." 
Oh, and uh, we get the ultimate scene of uh, get the ultimate the... ultimate receipt too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We'll have to like, to all you astute listeners out there, pop on. That had to have been our. La- it was either our last episode or it may have been another one. But we get to the Smithsonian. Maya called it. He's there, uh, and you know we got a win win. I, I think, and I think this is how we had talked about it too. Is we we did get the ultimate win win. Isaiah is for all intents and purposes dead. But he gets the the uh, memorial of sorts at the Smithsonian, and God, that scene, just him, him, like the way they showed it of him walking in, and they're kind of looking at the Captain America stuff, like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then, like, the minute they get in that hallway, he just puts his arm on Eli's shoulder, and you can tell that he's like, you know, a little bit taken aback. The wind's out of him a little bit, and then you just you just start seeing him like yeah. he's huffing a little bit, like he can't believe it. And God, and so I. uh Oh, of course. All right. So we're all in for a treat, Robert. Uh, I did. I took a I took a shot of uh, what it says on the plaque, by the way. Yep. So here. So uh, here's what it says. Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley is an American hero whose name went unknown for too long. Isaiah was one of a dozen African-American soldiers who were recruited against their will and without their consent for participation in human testing in pursuit of the super soldier serum, most did not survive. The few who lived through testing were sent on secret missions during the Korean War. During the conflict against all odds, Isaiah Bradley rescued his fellow soldiers and 28 other prisoners of war from behind enemy lines. However, fearful of the ramifications of a black super soldier, some individuals within the government tried to erase Isaiah's story from history. His family was issued a falsified death certificate, and for decades, the truth of his unflinching bravery was buried. That is what it says. And yeah. what a perfect inscription on that. I mean, you're getting that's that's the message that you're trying to put out, right? Of like, yeah, this terrible stuff happened in the past. And the only way that you can move past that and move forward is to acknowledge it. And yeah. They're doing that in there. They're fully admitting that, yes, we, you know, they did this. They, they forced these people against their will. And then we get, you know, you got the beautiful statue, that golden statue of him and sort of, you know, the video playing on the wall. And he's, God, and I'm, I'm getting like hard to breathe <laughs> and talking about it. But man, he just looks yeah. at Sam and gives him the biggest hug. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. My God. <laughs> like, like, this, this has to be top you know, we always talk about marvelous moments. This is it for me. Oh yeah, this is it. I was, I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of lit yesterday to, to really appreciate it. But rewatching mm-hmm. it, man, I, I, I got, I got in my feelings watching it again. So yeah, number one, top on yeah, oh yeah. It's just like the fact that he didn't think this was possible. Like, gosh, this actor is so amazing. Like. Oh my god, it is yeah, it's making me watching it like right now too. It's like getting <laughs> like the emotion. Like it, Oh yeah. He conveys so much without saying a single him him and Sam are or I guess you could say Anthony Mackey and uh is his name like T- T- Tubble Tubby something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to double check, but both of them are so good at conveying so much without saying a single thing. Yeah. And we, I think we skipped over all the Bucky stuff too. No. Oh yeah. I wonder why. Huh? 
Oh, with him talking to Nakash- Nakashima? Yeah, I said, I said, yeah. I wonder why, because I felt, I personally, like, I was fine with it as a, you know, part of the story, but I, it felt so rushed, and it felt like, like, I don't know, they didn't, they didn't give enough time to it. Uh, Carl Lumbly is his yeah, name. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's from, he's from Alias. Um, yeah, you're right. So, uh, so Bucky goes back home. Goes to the apartment for Yuri's apartment, opens the door. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many days have passed in the world as the show is going on, but it appears Yuri's doing the exact same thing. And the shrine is in the exact same spot with incense burning. So maybe he's got that going on at like 24 7. But he comes in and says, Hey, what are you doing? It's not Wednesday. And then he, he tells him the truth and tells him, You know, I liked the way that he t- told it. I actually really liked that, how he said, I know, like, I know what happened to your son. He was murdered. He was assassinated by the Winter Soldier, and that was me. And I love, I just loved the way that he started by saying that it was the Winter Soldier that did it, and then put the cat where he said, I, <clears throat> "What did he say? I, I, it wasn't in my control." Yeah, something like that. So, I, but then that's it, and that's all we got. So we well, don't, we don't get to see the reaction of Yuri at all. I, I don't I don't think it should be about the reaction. I think it's just the fact that he did it because it was it was it was weighing on him. It was tough for him to do it, right? So no matter what the reaction is, no matter what That's a fair point. You know, Yuri's reaction is he did it. He put it out there. He put himself out there. So we're not you know we're not privy to it. and That's okay. All, all we need to know is Bucky did what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just like the conversation he had with Sam. You, you got to do the work. And exactly. regard, regardless of what the outcome is, you still have to do the work. Yeah. So I think, I think I think he feels a lot better about it, you know, because we see, like I said, we he, he's he's coming to the damn crawfish boy with the Kroger cake and everything at the end. So you know, oh yeah, it, it feels like it feels yeah. like he's at peace with what he's doing. So yeah. And I love how they showed him, like like it showed that like is his name Nor- Nori? Uh, uh, Yuri. 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 Like he can move on with his life now. That shot where he's kind of like getting like getting lunch or getting dinner, mm-hmm. and it just like it shows that. You know, I remember the last scene we saw, he he saw like the the mochi and reminded of his son. And, and I'm sure all these things are really triggering. But now since you're able to give someone peace of what the, with the truth, like you can help them move on with their life. So I love that shot, too. Like even if Sam is not feeling all good with sitting next to him in the, you know, the restaurant or, you know, joking with him, like that's that's not what the peace really is. That's peace for Bucky. That's not peace for Yuri. So I, I really like to show like that he can now like move on, move it on with his life in a different way. Now mm-hmm. since he has not closure but the truth. Well, and at the end of the day, you know that, that it, I'm sure there's other reasons, but it seemed like the only reason he was hanging out with Yuri was because he felt yeah. like that was his way of making amends. So in a way, mm-hmm. him not being there is him saying, well, "I'm good. Like I don't need to hang out with this guy sure. anymore." But mm-hmm. you you see it too in in the way that they act in the store. Because, uh, you know, the assumption being, I would assume, if if she, I don't remember her name, but if she knew that Yuri's son died and that he didn't have closure, I would assume she he probably told her or some way he she found out. But she looks at Sam and smiles. And Yuri is also smiling. He doesn't look at Sam or at Bucky, but he's smiling with her. And so you can kind of get that sense of peace there that whatever reaction he did have, I would have liked to see it, but, you know, I think we see it there that whatever it was, he's finding his peace. Bucky's giving him a space and, and, you know, we're kind of moving on from it, from that point, which 
I, yeah, again, it was really quick. It was almost blink and you miss it, but uh, but I thought it was good. I, I, I did like it. Good point. Mm-hmm. And then he left a little book on his therapy. Yes, thank you, Maya. And all <laughs> the names are crossed off. That was, I, I, so I guess was that maybe in the future? Because I was like, dang, did he do them all in like one night or something? He went just house by house? <laughs> and maybe he kind of just crossed off names too, because, and I think, I think the biggest takeaway from that scene is he just left like gave up the book in general like yeah. mm-hmm. like sam told him like it's not about like making amends about well i guess giving other people closure but i think that book represented him trying to you know give himself you know some sort of peace with the situation as well so i feel like he's almost everyone's crossed off he can release it um and it's not in you know that's not like eating at his mind anymore yeah. i'd like to add on to that free man now I'd like to add on to that too, Maya. Like you're making a valid point about that, but it's also Steve's book. Oh right. So now, now, wow. he's, now, now he's letting go of the fact he's trying trying to live up to Steve, and trying to trying to you know, like he says that that Shield is his only family and it's not anymore. But he's mm-hmm. he's leaving that in the past. He's leaving everything in the past, and he's he's not worried about what other people think about him. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And then next scene is the the cra- the boil, right? Oh well, no! Yeah. Well, well, there's the right before that too. There's that John Walker. Oh scene right, good call. Episode. Thanks, Maya. So yeah, the John Walker scene, uh, int- very interesting scene. I'm actually excited to talk about this scene. So Val, Val, they're in the same government courtroom that they were in before. No one's there, so they must be on recess or something. I have no idea. Not a single government person's there. Uh, Val is talking with. Talking pretty friend. I mean, she's a pretty friendly person, but talking pretty friendly to John's wife, saying like, "What's taking him so long, John? What are you doing in there?" And uh, and so John comes out and he's in his U.S. agent costume now, the the black costume with the same stripes from before. Uh, and he uh, same thing. He kind of has. He, I saw a twitch there too, which again, I love that he's doing that. That he's still. It seems like he's still slowly getting used to the super soldier serum, which is cool, but. We get a couple bits of what I would say are maybe Easter eggs. She says, our friend Zemo took matters into his own hands or something like that. Oh, and oh, we missed that bit. So uh, all the rest of the uh, – it's because, you know, it it wrapped up so easily. All all the uh, super soldiers get rounded up into a van. We get the – I actually loved this. We get the guy saying one world and then they say one people. And I was like – you freaking kidding me like if these guys just like turn around the corner and get let out i'm gonna be pissed and mm-hmm. uh, and so the thing explodes and my first thought was seriously that's what they're just gonna bust them out that way but then i saw and you guys call you're like oh that's the butler and i was like oh whoa so they're all dead so all the super soldiers are dead which is uh, for zemo great and we get to see him smiling in his uh, cell uh, what, what did you guys think about that ending for, I would say, what did you think about that ending for Dovich more so than all the super soldiers? Uh, I, I just think it's, that's more, more of what we talked about before. Like you, you can only get the serum from so many sources now. Like you, you're trying to yeah. like clean up a little bit. So now, now as far as, you know, as far as the, the world knows, you can only get it from Walker or Bucky. Like you know, I'm 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 thinking that uh, Isaiah Bradley's still able to live his life in in peace and not not be on the radar. So I think they're just tying it up. Like like Zemo didn't even know about Bradley, right? Zemo yeah. didn't even know about him. That was just between Bucky and Sam and and you know 
Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it just makes it more more, I guess, convenient to to say uh, we can only we can only farm the serum from two guys. Yeah. So honestly, too, I feel like if the government needed you, John, he would be like, "Sure, take my blood." <laughs> like. Whatever I can do to get back on your good graces, sir. Uh, especially if it was Val, because he clearly seems a little, not obsessed with Val, but very reverent of her. And so, yeah, she's talking about our friend Zemo did this. So are they, you know, working together with Zemo? Does she know Zemo? Very interesting. But then also she says, I, she says, like, there, there's going to be some weird stuff coming. Right. And in for that, we're not going to need a Captain America we need a U.S. agent, and I, lo- I love the delivery of the line. And he said, or she, and she says too something about you know we don't need a shield, right? Doesn't she mention something about the shield? I think she just says we don't need a Captain America. Oh, okay, we need a U.S. agent. Yeah, and he says something about because he calls her Val, and she's like, "Don't call me Val." What was it that he says to her though? Because I thought that was pretty funny. Something like about he just that. says, you think he says, "Copy that," or "Okay," like when she says that. Well, no, no, but what does he say to her when he's calling her Val? Doesn't uh, he? Uh... I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe something about the suit or she. Well, at one point though, she just says, "Keep your phone on," and as she's leaving, he calls her Val. She says, "Don't do that." And yeah, he goes, "Copy, copy that." And uh, sounded so nerdy when he said it. I loved that. But then he just has this weird geek out moment where he says, "I'm back. I'm back. Like we're back." And I was just thinking, like. Are you though? Like, who under whose authority are you saying that you're back? Because you got shunned from the government in that very room you're standing in. Is it because he's wearing a new costume that he feels a little more empowered? Is it Val giving him that sort of validation that he's now important to her, important to whatever uh, scheme she's cooking up? I I liked it because it really felt like a again in, in the context of the show, it felt like that's that's where we're leaving John Walker is that he's in. A relatively good place it seems like he's happy but at the same time again you're 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 passing by all of these things that he's done for that sort of story so like i, I didn't really know how to feel about that I, I think it's i think it's more like the, the the soldier right i think i think he's just happy to be having a purpose yeah you got you got, you got guys that serve in the military that when they get out what are they going to do like you, you that's basically what you, you you're a soldier you, you fight so they have they have things like Blackwater and all these like agencies where you can work for like being you know doing security and yeah. stuff like that. So I think I think he's just happy to have purpose because basically him him being kicked out by the government. Like what am I going to do now? Now 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 she's putting him on payroll or whatever it is, and he's now he's got a purpose again. He's got missions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's all it is. You think he's going to build another shield? <sighs> uh, <laughs> Maybe, maybe not in his not in his garage. Maybe they'll help him out with that. I'm trying to. Remember. He's got a shield in the comics, and it's a different shield. It's like kind of matches his suit. I think. I think it's like red and black. Um, and may, maybe he gets supplied a shield. I'd that'd, I'd be kind of cool with that if he got his own shield. I kind of like the idea of there being more than one shield, just because it goes back to that whole symbol thing. Like the more of them there are, the less of a symbol it's going to be. So I'm I'm all for that. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know why I feel this way, but like I really liked Walker in this episode. Just in terms of like I don't even know how to explain it. It's like I this was this episode was how I wanted him to be in the first place of like 
he's an angry guy. He's kind of a douche, but he realizes about the end of it, like, I can save people. Like, I'm going to save this truck. He acknowledges in a way that Sam is Captain America. Like, all those things we had talked about wanting Walker to do, he does in this episode. It's just there's still that taintedness of the fact that, you know, he went crazy and killed somebody and, and fought Sam and Bucky. But, again, I guess it's co- it's comics, and I think that's why more so is just, like, as a comic book character and a fake character, I like that. In the real world, though, I would be like, this guy's no good. Like, he should not be getting this sort of treatment. He should be in jail. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then do we get to the crab boil? I think, I'm yeah, I think, guys, I'm the, I think yeah. <laughs> Let me see after I the so. Yeah, because I think the music starts playing at that point, and uh, we just get just another great sort of uh, session of, of hanging out. We get Bucky and Sam hanging out. Everyone's uh, Isn't everyone, like, taking pictures with him? And uh, I loved that, that they're all kind of standing around and just... Just having fun and being a giant family that's a community. I just, I, I loved seeing that. And I loved, I really loved when Bucky and Sam both do it. Uh, they put their hands on each other's shoulders at one point or another and they keep them there for a while. And I just, I really like that. I feel like they really care about each other. Uh, and, and yeah, that, I guess those were my thoughts on that. But I'd be curious what you guys think. Yeah, they do the stoic look, the stoic look out at the at the water. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> I, I I appreciate the crawfish boils thing or whatever they're doing at the at the pier, because mm-hmm. now people people get somebody to to look at and say that's that's one of us. Yep, that's the greatest part about that whole scene. It's like Sam's one of us, and he's yeah. a freaking, he's Captain America. It's not it's not something that you cannot relate to at all. It's not somebody that don't represent you. You one one of us is captain america we we are you know we're, we're all part of this we're that's, all that's, captain the, america. that's that's the great thing exactly. about it that's the great thing about the whole scene at the end that's that's just my opinion mm-hmm. and that's why i really love this because i feel like previously like a, a lot of our heroes are not really surrounded by community like tony stark is in this tower he's rich like yeah. everyone like outside of you know ant-man had his family but we don't see any heroes being like community members, um, you know, maybe outside of, you know, Wakanda, Black Panther. But just to see this presence within the community, it just shows that, you know, these heroes don't live in like silos. They're they're really affecting the people who are around them, who know them. So I think that's really beautiful, too, because I think a lot of times we see that with villains like villains are like, oh, you like Zemo, like you hurt my community, you hurt my, you know, family, or there's, you know, even Killmonger had like kind of that bit of around kind of seeking vengeance for the community. So like seeing that on the hero side is really dope. And I love that scene. And also like that when Sierra's like sitting down looking at Bucky, I like that scene too. (laughs) Well, there's, there's the bit where she's, he's lifting the kids up with his arm. And she's yeah. looking at him like she's, right. she's hungry. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good call, Maya, because like a lot of a lot of the heroes are out of touch, and it's good to see one of them like, you know, with the people. So that yeah, that's a really good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. And the and that's I, I and I love it. I'm pretty. That's how it ends. It's just kind of they literally like fade into the sunset, which is perfect. And. Uh, we, I know we were so excited of like, ooh, okay, here we go. Credit scenes, let's go. 
And uh, I, uh, I gotta tell you, I, I've seen a lot of Marvel movies. I know you guys have too. We've seen our fair share of post and mid credit scenes, but I gotta tell you, this might be my favorite post credit scene ever. Uh, we get, we get to see the one, the only Sharon Carter. She's back, guys. She's getting her pardon. And uh, look, uh, pardon me, but I, <laughs> I did not need to see this. Uh, I was okay. Look, I was, I was, I was happy about it. Seeing seeing the guy, and of course it's the same exact guy being like, "Tell your whole family that we we appreciate your service and all that, you know, all that crap." And she feels it seemed like she felt uh, like happy about it. Like she kind of seemed like she was getting choked up of like, "Thank you, wow." And then of course you know she walks away the same way John Walker walks away, and uh, you know immediately calls somebody we don't know who it is, but you know the the facade drops and she says, "All right, we're in." I love that too, by the way. Like who? Uh, I gu- I guess, but like oh yeah, we'll pardon you. Also, do you want a job with the CIA? We haven't seen you in fifteen years, but uh, yeah, sure. I'm sure your credentials are the exact same. I'm sure you've been just doing uh, continuous learning about the CIA this whole time you've been gone, right? Like you weren't the power broker, were you? Like I just thought that was a really easy getaway for her. I am interested to see where that goes, but at the same time, not as a mid credit scene. Like I don't. That could have been something as of a teaser for ooh season two of Falcon. Here's a little sneak peek, and you just see that. I'd have rather done that because, yeah, she just walks away, and then we don't even get a post credit scene. So, uh, yeah, what you what did you guys think about that? They could have put they could have put this back to back with the John Walker scene. As far as I'm concerned, it that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, yeah. This is nothing special. Ooh, juicy! Like knowing Sharon's gonna kind of kind of be like a double agent, I guess is. Not anything that's like, oh, cool for a post-credit scene. Um, I mean, maybe we'll find from like later series, like no mention, people mentioned like Armor Wars and stuff, like it could tie in directly, but I'm like, give me something. They just announced literally the same day there's going to be a Captain America movie. Like, give me like something else around like where Captain America, Sam Wilson, and Bucky, like, give me something around them or. We, there's so many different things I felt like they could have hinted at um, that could have been a little bit more intriguing. Yeah, I'm telling I, I still stand by the uh, Steve Rogers, Isaiah Bradley meetup. That would have been right. great. Uh, mm-hmm. Literally anything with Bucky or Sam would have been fine, even if it was like a, like a shawarma scene of them right. just sitting on the pier eating food. I would have been fine with that. That would have been amazing. But exactly. yeah. What about you, Robert? Did you, you felt the like same? Rody, like show up again, or you know something very minor, you know? Yeah, and yeah. still been interesting yeah. from that Sharon scene. And I, I was surprised. Were you guys surprised that it said like Winter Soldier at the end? I say this as if you didn't. I was actually yes, yes. I loved that it said Captain America, but I thought it would say. Uh, I'm trying to think. What would have? Because I mean, White Wolf, is that what just White Wolf or Bucky Barnes, but it, it, it's cool. Winter Soldier just sounds cool. <laughs> it does. It Winter Soldier just no, sounds. Definitely is more like I just. No, I, I, mean, I, 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 think, I think he, I think he embraces who he is. Like he's not that dude anymore, but he can still carry the name. The name, the name means nothing, right? The name it, only it, means things to other people now, yeah, and I yeah. think I think that scares. It'd be like it's like the Punisher wearing the skull on the front of his shirt. Like 
he he uses that name to scare people now, whereas he ha- it means nothing to him. But in in a way though, right? Isn't that kind of the same with Sam? Because you know his whole bit is that it doesn't that doesn't mean it to him anymore. It doesn't mean it the same way. Captain America. It's it's about what he does. And so I, I guess in a way that it does make sense that it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. But God, wait, but isn't that the ti- isn't that the title of a movie already? That's Captain, Captain America, America, the Winter Soldier, <laughs> the Winter Soldier. Now it's and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we throw the and the we're good. Yeah. As long as because now now they're working together. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So yeah. So that and then it just ends. I. Okay, so we'll we'll wrap up here with our takeaways for the entire season, uh, and I'll I'll just start by saying my biggest opportunity, and and I know I mean Kevin, if you're listening, and and I would say even even Bob Chapek too, like you gotta quit with the after credits credits, like they putting your time as oh this is a 55 minute episode when eight minutes of that is credits is garbage. Not only that, but I would also ask that after all of the episodes have premiered, that you take off the previously on from the beginning of all of the episodes because those previously on, are they're super dumb. They give away certain things. I guess for those of you who maybe watch one episode, take a break for a month and come back, it's nice, but who does that? Everybody binges it, so just take those off. That's And that's more of a joke. No, um, my – honestly – I loved this. I loved the whole season. Like I, I thought this was amazing. Even those little nitpicks with Sharon. Like I love Emily Van Camp, and I loved her scene in the in the third episode where she's beating the crap out of people. Like I thought she was great in this, even though she didn't get the role we wanted and it didn't happen the same way. Like I enjoyed it. So uh, I'll, I'll defer to you guys on this. Like I said, I have a, a ton of things I love about it. There's really not a lot I don't like. So uh, Robert, we'll start with you. What what, what are your thoughts on the season? I, I like I like it for what it is. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of loose ends and and things. Like, it it kind of was all over the place, but I, I don't give a damn. Right. I, I I was here for what's the show called? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's not called The Falcon, The Winter Soldier. Fucking uh, you know, Zemo is is two people. So it wrapped right. up those two people really nicely. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I was here for, and I appreciated how they how they told their story. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is that this, this stuff can continue on. You, you, can, you can explore those other characters later on, which is what I think they're setting up in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that, that, you know, like I said before, everything I said about Sam is was great. Everything about Bucky was great. So, yeah, oh. this, this, is, this, this is hands down my favorite, favorite thing so far. Favorite Marvel thing? Well, show at least. I, I like I like this one better than one, and I like one division, but I like this one better. Yeah, it definitely this this show definitely hits harder, and I, I think part of that is because WandaVision focuses so much on Wanda, which is great, and that's what we wanted. Like it's on her grief, it's on her growing, but it's her singularly as a person. Whereas this show is exploring uh, so much more than that. I mean, you know, at, at a wide view, it's exploring an entire community and it's ex- exploring the entire country and how, how being something like Captain America affects everybody. Whereas WandaVision is a very intimate character piece about one specific person, even though you could argue that Sam's the one specific person we're focusing on. He, he he's not, you know, he's not erecting barriers and hiding in a, uh, in a fake town to get away from his problems. Like he is facing them head on. So I, I would agree as much. And I loved WandaVision. I gave WandaVision a nine out of 10. 
I would probably give this uh, show also a nine out of ten. So like I, I love them both, but I, I definitely if I had to pick between, well, don't make me pick, and I don't have to pick, so I'm not going to pick. But I love I love this show. Yeah. What about you, Maya? I loved it, and I think it felt very different. I again, I love Wandavision, but just how it's like Marvel's. I don't want to say first attempt. I think it's a more obvious attempt to have like a, a very direct social commentary, especially around yeah, the black experience. Yeah. Like even like Black Panther, like it's it was it gave us the kind of like the world we wanted to see, you know, this around the black experience. But I think this was very grounded in our day to day, even just like the past two years. Like this is it's a very honest view of what people go through, whether it be racism and then also just like how it also addresses like the refugee crisis and people like seeking, um, I guess, handling like all the BS around like different countries rules and, and things like that. So I feel like it was very, very real and very honest take on what's going on in the world. Um, and at first, like when I heard about this, I'm like, oh, the whole series, I was literally like shook that the MCU was going to address racism. Like I thought like seeing the scrolls and like how they were treated was going to be the most, the, the closest thing we'll ever get in the MCU because I wasn't ready for that. Especially I always look to towards the MCU as basically a place where I can kind of escape what's going on in my real life, like the news and all this other stuff. And it provided like this whole new world where people from all different backgrounds are coming together and kicking ass and, um, and I thought that was really great. And so when they actually explored this, I was, I was really hesitant, but I think it was beautiful. Like just seeing this black man reclaim, um, like this, this title, this position, um, it was awesome. And I, I literally, same with Robert, like I'm in the same boat, absolutely loved it. Everything about the series. I know that there was some dips in in terms of, some of the episodes and like some things were like, okay, probably could have gone without, but overall, this is everything I could have wanted, especially in this time period that we're living in, in terms of things that I consume. Cause I think there's a lot of series, so I'm going on a tangent here, like that essentially are really just honing in on black trauma as a way of like, as if it's like a trendy thing to do. Like this yeah, one, it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, there is some really like hard things like a whole, Isaiah's whole story in itself is very traumatic and very triggering. But I think that I loved how the, the series kind of offered this like feeling of like overcoming and still being able to kind of take on this mantle, but the, the right way. So yeah. I think that's just beautiful. And oh my gosh, everything. And even like tying Bucky with that, I do feel like there the story is very heavy on Sam's story as it should be because of, there's a lot that he has to kind of like fight through to kind of take on the the role but I think they both had like equally great storytelling um and I just it's just enjoyable on all levels yeah that's, that's well said about the whole black trauma thing it, it's nice to see some some inspiration it's nice to see somebody take all that in and still you know be an inspiration so yeah good point okay. Yeah, I mean, you, the way that I equate that, or at least as you were saying, in my what I thought of is like, and I think you're probably a little bit referring to like Lovecraft Country 
and I'm I'm trying to think of what some of the other shows would have been. I've been thinking like them, like that show that that new Lena Waithe show. Just like oh my god, I've never oh. watched that. Um, I was not familiar and, with the show. Yeah, there's I mean there's a ton of shows where it's just like the whole thing is centered on black trauma, and it's just like as like a source of like horror and just. Mm-hmm. I just can't consume it. I I just don't have the the capacity to. So yeah, just shows well, like that. And so, like yeah. a piece of that, I guess what I was thinking was, you know, around Isaiah's story. If if this had been a movie or someone else other than Marvel making it, when he starts telling his story, we would have seen his story, and and the whole rest of the episode would have been the flashback of his story, and it very well could have been Sam saying, "Wow, this is messed up." But it's it's like they're they're taking it that step further of yes the trauma is there but like he, it, here's somebody who's able to overcome that trauma versus here's somebody who succumbs to that trauma because I I think you're right we have seen that a lot on on in television and in movies and so it did it really felt like a fresh take on something that you know seemed so natural like the way Sam pulled it off and and explained it and talked about it in all the different episodes it just it's like it came natural to him. And I, like you said, Robert, I just, in terms of it being so inspiring of like, yes, you know, all, all this terrible things have happened, but you're still getting back up and you're still fighting and you're not giving up. And it's just, it's a really powerful message. That, that, to, to Maya's point, you, you wish more shows, more shows, more media would do that. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm with her. I can't, I can't consume stuff like, you know, 12 years of slave and stuff like that. I, I don't, exactly. I don't get down with stuff like that because it, yeah. it, it is black trauma. So it's nice to see somebody address it, but show how we can, we can get better from all that. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and at some point, I don't remember where I read this. It was a really interesting article, but it was saying like, you know, it's been done already, right? Like if you want to see black trauma, go watch 12 years of slave. Like you don't need to make 15 more movies about it. Like let's focus on a different story around some, uh, you know, a, a black life, some other story that isn't some trauma. How about something of someone overcoming something? So that's why I, I really do feel like they, they hit the nail on the head on that. And I, I hope I'll, I'll be interested to see if they do do like a second season or, you know, specifically the, uh, the next captain America movie, like, are, are, what are they going to dive into next? Like, are, is it going to be something else surrounding him and his legacy? Or are they going to move on to something else? So I, I'm actually very curious to see where Marvel takes this from there. Because they really, I mean, they, they hit a home run, in my opinion. And so, like, wh- what do you do after you hit the home run? <laughs> like, exactly. what are you going to do next? So I, I'll be curious to see what they do. And I honestly wouldn't mind, like, seeing, like, them split like I don't think I have to see Bucky and Sam B in the same movie consistently over and over like it would be cool to you know kind of break it up and maybe they both get their own movie I think I think that would be too I mean I love seeing them together and I think that's great but I think there's opportunities to tell two different stories with their characters because I can't help but feel like how much can you have Bucky be in like movies with Sam with him like kind of kind of being like the the backseat or like the secondary storyline. Um, I still think it can be done, but I think there's huge opportunity to tell, you know, kind of his own story. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, that's that's cool because I'm thinking maybe that's that's the point of of uh, Thunderbolts. Oh, you beat me to it. Right? <laughs> yes, just gonna say. My bad. My bad. No, no, but you're right. Like, because you could throw in Bucky, Sharon. 
uh, Zemo, you'd be getting everybody but Sam because you don't you don't want him associated with the Thunderbolts. And so you could have the Captain America movie is about Sam and whatever he's doing and then have a Thunderbolt show that's got Bucky in it, that's got Sharon in it. They're continuing those storylines in it. Uh, honestly, I really hope that Sharon ending is not like the preview for the next Captain America movie. If that's part for Thunderbolts, awesome. I'm here for it. But if they make her the like bad guy of the Captain America movie, that's just not... No, that's going to be terrible. I, I, th- I think I think everything you saw, like the interaction between Bucky and Zemo, the interaction between Bucky and and, and John Walker, yep. you know, when they're when they're when they're like fooling the flag smashers, I think. Oh, that was such a good part. Yeah, that's all set up. Like you know, he's 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 quoting Abe Lincoln. He's like, yeah, what well, you know, it doesn't sound good coming from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's all. That's all. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's all set up for like a Thunderbolt series or a, a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, a Thunderbolt movie would be pretty cool too. Yeah. Hey, I don't care how they do it. I'm I'm fine either way as long as I get more content. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, any hey, any closing thoughts from either of you? This has been a fantastic discussion around this episode. No, I think you said everything. Uh, what did you say on it? Thanks, Alex, for providing this space. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course. Hey, I, like, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know what I'd be doing if you guys weren't on here. I mean, it would be. I'm telling you, it'd be a lot more boring. That is for sure. So I, I really uh, appreciate both of you stopping by. Uh, your show, your shows are great, man. I will say that. Yeah. But I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate both you guys, man. It's, it's been fun to talk through this stuff. Yeah, this was a, a great experience, and now we have to. <sighs> the long, the long dark. We gotta wait till June 11th when Loki comes out. But you know, I said it before. I'm actually happy about that. There's a as much as I love this. Like there's there's a sort of stress to it. Like okay, I gotta be ready every week at midnight to watch this episode. I gotta record an episode. Like it'll be nice to have a little break, catch our breath, especially after this this episode. Like to catch our breath, rewatch this a couple of times, and then next week we've got the. Uh, was the behind the scenes for for it. So uh, that will be super cool. I hope, honestly, I hope they dive more into the creation of the show and the themes than like, oh, you know, here's how we did the special effects. Like, I don't care about that at all. Unless you want to take me to Wakanda and show me how you made the suit. Uh, I'd be okay with that. But yeah, I, so we'll see. I'm excited. The way that they did WandaVision's uh, behind the scene, I like that yeah. So I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they do like a round table with the writers. That would be oh, awesome. Cool. Why is having technical technical difficulties over there? Oh no, <laughs> you can hear me, right? Yep. I yep. Hear you now, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. what were you saying? You were saying something. Oh, I was trying to shoot my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I totally agree with that, um, Alex. Because like just getting the break between Loki, because I probably rewatched the series a few times, it gives me more time to just appreciate what we've yep. done so far. Yeah, and to catch up on all things Loki. So uh, for everyone out there that's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for sticking around with us for this. So we will be back. Uh, obviously, we'll, we will have more content for you guys as uh, as the weeks go on. It'll just be, like I said, that long dark until we get back into the Marvel content. So for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Robert, Maya, thank you so much for joining. We'll talk with you guys soon. Thank you.